Hey guys, this is Dennis here, and this is a house of prayer. And the purpose of house of prayer is just to generate a few thoughts that will affect our prayer life and even um, how you approach God in the as- aspect of living in righteousness and pursuing holiness so that you can be conformed to the image of Him, be more like Him. Um, and then, you know, also just knowing that, that He's working in you to see you see the power as, as, as you look to him for strength and, and he gives you the grace for that, you'll begin to have that relationship with him. But here's the idea for today. Um, I was in Orlando for Christmas in 2022 with my family and we stopped by the church there and he spoke on forgiveness. And I said, hey, that's right up my alley because I believe in 2023, we need to see some forgiveness. We need to give some forgiveness. We need to ask for some forgiveness, but we need to see some forgiveness. And in that, there be some actual bridging of the gap um, that there's some kind of going across the aisle that there, there's some, some, some walls that have been divided that these walls will be bridged through forgiveness and reconciliation. Um, I'll give you a quick two terms real quick is radical right and radical left. The radical right wants to be religious. They think everything they do is godly, but they're a little bit crazy and they're not necessarily worshiping the God of the Bible. And then, the radical left are kind of creating their own God, their own religion, whether they say that or not. But they're both um, getting further and further apart. And so we have to make sure that the God we are serving is, is the God of the Bible. And that we're not so charismatic or zealous or whatever. Or I've been here, so maybe some of the Baptists or I've been here so long, I know God. Maybe we need to get into God's word and let it chill you a little bit. And um, I don't know about you, but every time I read God's word, I don't come to it like, oh, yeah, I read that. God ought to give me some checkpoints today because I did that. That's not how I come. I read every time I read, I come humbly and I realize, hey, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty powerful. Even if it's the same story I've read again and again, I believe there's power in God's word and that I can get a deeper realization of it every time I, I read it, that I can more fully understand it. And that more fully understanding of it actually gives me benefits me gives me whether it be more power more wisdom more patience whatever it is that that scripture can produce um i i I see that as doing that and um so anyway quick thing orlando i was saying the idea of this morning is this um the the guy preached in a three-part message real quick on forgiveness and he said forgiveness is three-dimensional he said it's downward to you inward in you and outward to others. And so the basic idea was that that sometimes the forgiveness that needs to happen is that that uh, that God has to give you forgiveness. He has to show you that he's forgiving you in Christ, that he's not looking at those things that's been bothering you anymore, that it's covered by the blood. The second thing, maybe you just need to forgive yourself. Sometimes as believers in our pilgrimage, Christian pilgrimage, sometimes we don't... um, we don't forgive ourselves. God has, has put it as far as the east is from the west, but we're still holding on to it. And the devil is cheering our ear. Remember you did that. Remember you did that. And we can't really realize who we are in Christ. So sometimes forgiveness is in you. And then finally, 
forgiveness to others, whether that be asking other people forgiveness um, because you've done them something, you know, that's kind of affecting your, your um, um, love for one another and your loving your brother relationship, loving your neighbor relationship. It's messing that, 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 um, that um, vert, that horizontal relationship with you outward, and um, so so is that your situation? Is that what you need to bring to the house of prayer today and lay down at the feet of the G- of Jesus? Is that your thing? Which one of those things are yours? And um, and so I just want to ask you um, the, uh, one other thing that I'll throw out there is I was going through, I was reading in John, First John, I believe it's chapter two sixteen, but um. But I was reading there where it says, um, it says the the things of this world. The whole few verses there talk about the world and what is the world. It defines the world, and I was it really captivated me that hey, that's what the world is. I don't I don't think before reading that, even though I've I had an idea of the world, but 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 I was like, what is what is the world? And it was talking about that there, but it it goes into there. It says what's of the world is the is the desires of the flesh, the um. The, the 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 lust of the eyes and the um, pride of life. That was the three there. And I, I had heard someone talk about that before, that possibly those are the three kind of temptations that Jesus had. So I went to Matthew 4 and began to look through the text there. And um, the first temptation that Jesus faces is, uh, he said, um, does, you know, at the end of the day, he, he's telling him, if you're the son of God, he tells you that all three times. Are you the son of God? Are you son of God? And he says, he says, um, if you're the son of God, turn these stones into flesh. Well, that's talking about what we just said inwardly. It's talking about the inward hungers and groans and stuff that you have, the inward pains you have. It could be an illness. It could be a hunger. But think about this. What if you're hungry and you go steal and you say, well, man's got to eat. And whether you steal physically but taking somebody's stuff or if it's more sophisticated. You're you're in a position in your business where you can um you can just kind of overcharge a little bit here and there and then say, well, man's got to eat. We got to make it work. And so internally, are you doing things unethically that that that's on the on the aspect of um, of, of a man's got to eat or or just food? And so what the temptation of Jesus is after forty days of not eating, he's going through all kinds of pains and hurts internally. But yet he didn't forsake, um, you know, the te- un- under temptation, he didn't forsake it. Um, and he, he, he gave a truth that we can hold on today is that in reality, he said, man doesn't live by bread and water alone. He, he gives that again in the end of um, of of. of um, of John four after the Samaritan woman, when the disciples come and when he's talking to the Samaritan woman, he's talking about, there's a, there's a water that you don't know nothing about. There's a food you don't know nothing about. And he's seeing things spiritually. Well, one of the things that the gospel John talks about is it talks about, um, looking heavenly, you know, heavenly bound, bound minded instead of earthly minded. So are we of the world or are we of heaven? Is our heartbeat in heaven? And so when he says things like like to Nicodemus, he says, you must be born again to see the kingdom of heaven. Or he tells in John 6, he says, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you cannot have eternal life. But if you do eat it, you will have eternal life. Well, eternal life is not found in this world because this world is perishing. But eternal life is found in heaven. So are we heavenly minded? So anyway, I'm wrapping 
wrapping it up. I see we're hitting the, the mark here, but I'm wrapping it up and think about those three dimensional things. Think about it in forgiveness. Think about it, you know, inwardly and outwardly, but also from God downward to you. Are you forgiving yourself? Or are you forgiving others? Um, maybe you have to forgive God because he didn't do things the way you you uh, you wanted him to do. And you need to get that reconciled and worked out. But when it comes to prayers, just thinking about this real quick. Uh, I guess I didn't finish on those three things, the bread and the, and the, make the stones. The first temptation, I believe, was the desires of the flesh, because it's that inward desires of you. Your flesh just wants its needs. Your titty babiness, so to speak. And then the um, the. Um, the pride of life, he gives the example of him going up to a temple and throwing him down. And um, he's saying that God is sovereign and he'll never let anything happen to you until he's ready for something to happen to you. So just be careless, whatever. And um, sometimes we're that way. We're careless about our weight or, or careless about our the way we do things outside, where we dr- drive, whatever it might be. We're just careless. And Jesus says, but it says, do not test the Lord. And so Jesus did things in his stewardship way of doing things that he was not going to tempt or test the Lord uh, in that way. So he understood that. So outwardly, kind of in your world, in your culture, are you just living ridiculously in this culture? Are you you not doing the right kind of things that you're actually testing the Lord? You might be in Christ. You might be saved. saved. Your sins might be forgiven. But are you... uh, acting in a way outwardly that's above a reproach in a way that would bring honor and glory to the one that's redeemed you, the one that saved you. And ultimately, if you're discipling and ministering to anyone, the one that has sent you, he sent you with a message. And so you have to dress yourself up outside, dress for success in a sense of way, not so much physically, but spiritually, but but in that, don't let the devil tempt you to just be sloppy in your outward appearance and not worry about how you uh, uh, you know, present yourself as a believer, as ambassador Christ for other people. So we got inward. Um, what's the war going on inside of you? Outwardly, how are you presenting yourself and those kind of things? But then um, between vertically, between you and God and downwardly, the last one is the temptation where he says, he he um he says that about um where where are we at the last one he, he he takes him up to the kingdom and he he wants to offer him everything and and at the end of the day he says worship no god other other than your god don't have no idols in other in other words and so um I guess I, I was a little unclear I'm trying to do this fast but I'm saying it this way between those two because I kind of bob bobbled them up I was talking about outwardly um. You know, in a sense, that's the world, how we represent our world. But but when the thing with the idols, we say, what is our what are our idols? And I'm just going to specifically say to them, do you care more about this life than the life to come? In both ways, um, <coughs> is food for your physical body for today? Are you like Esau, where that's more important today, a meal? Like he said, I don't, you know, what good is my birthright if I starve to death? You know, and, 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 you know, his attitude should have been the opposite. You know, God's not going to let me starve to death, but my birthright is the most important thing I have. So when Jesus is saying things like we do not live by bread and and water alone, we need to realize uh, that there's something of energy source and nourishment that's greater than what we are doing um, 
you know, in the in in, in in the regular physical world, that this world is perishing, our body is perishing. But as we build towards the kingdom, as we know him, as we conform into the image of Christ, those things are eternal, eternal life of eternal matters, eternal, you know, facts of, of life, so to speak. So anyway, I know I kind of butchered all that, but but think about those temptations. Think about the things out of John about the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, um, and, the, and the pride of life. Um, think about those things and, and think about it in three-dimensional terms, internally, externally, and then between you and God from, from earth to heaven kind of deal, that vertical situation. And so my final thing would be, as a prayer, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you get into prayer. Take a few minutes to pray off of these thoughts. Take at least five minutes to pray off of these thoughts. But uh, I was thinking, I had my daughter, and she was taking my truck to go to pick up some parts. And um, and I thought, I'd hardly never let her drive the truck. And I had that little thought. I said, well, what if she wrecks it? You know, or, or you know, and that was kind of my thought. Oh, that's going to cost us a lot of money, whatever. And um. And, and and so what is that? That's physical things. What does that be worrying about? That's worried about my kingdom, my external things in this life, okay? But then I said, you know, what should I pray about? You know, I kind of said, that's kind of the wrong way. I worry about my money and my stuff in this world. How do I get heavenly minded out of that? What, how could I pray about that? And, um, and I could pray, you know, and that was kind of my initial prayer, Lord, don't let her wreck the truck. But 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 then I start thinking, what about if I just pray for her? She's having a few physical things. Um, and, and I said, let me pray for her. Well, there again, that's physical. So so we have my stuff, which is the, the stuff of the world, but the lust of the, the eyes. But but then sort of the lust of the flesh is the internal. And so I'm praying for her physical body. And so we do that. We pray for our loved ones, healings and all that kind of stuff. But I said, I want to press a little bit more and make it about God and make it about his glory. And, and and me decreasing and him increase and and so I just I started saying Lord just pour your grace on her just captivate her mind draw her to you open her eyes to you her ears to you her heart to her to you and so I begin to get to that place that I begin to pray and so all of those areas of prayer that she is safe that she is with her physical things she's dealing with, that she's good with that. But is her heart for God? And, and it goes back to that last one of what Jesus did with those stones is, um, is this. Do we realize we live by more than bread and water? Alone? Most of us, if we don't eat one day, we are doing everything we got to do to go find us some food. But how many of us can just go calm, cool, collected, nobody knowing anything different about us for three days without eating because we're so full on God's word? If we take that time that we invest into going and finding food and getting food and eating food and we put it in God's word and we eat it with the same hunger that we do, the, the daily food that we do or the daily bread that we do, how would that change our life? Go on, pray, get into it at least five minutes. Consider those things inwardly, outwardly, downwardly, vertically, and, and think about those things. Pride of life, uh, pride of the, 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 the pride of life, the, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and just stimulate, chill up your prayer life. Get engaged and let it produce um, holiness in you. Let it change the way you think. So we've stimulated some brain thought. 
Uh, and, and let's let this brainstorm get in the presence of God, take some time, spend some time with him and, and let him change the core of who you are. Give him that permission, give him that yield to that. Let him change the core of who you are because the way he's going to change you, the way he's going to build you, the way he's going to make you, the way he's going to develop you is going to be better than you would do it yourself. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a great day.